Previously on Myth Tarot Love, we examined the Ten of Wands and Atlas. Today's show will focus on the Page of Wands and Adonis. Myth and Tarot Where do the ideas go? Let's talk about stories, wands, and symbols And all of the above Myth, Tarot, Love Welcome to Myth, Tarot, Love, a show about ancient stories and new age wisdom. I am Betty, your resident classicist. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Uh, today we're talking about the Page of Wands. Mm. Uh, we're, we're down to our last four episodes oh. of, of the tarot <laughs> cards. Um, yeah, the Page of Wands is a lovely lovely character to mm. come across he's mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna use the pronoun he but it could easily be a she um normally they are represented as children in just not necessarily because they always are children but um the page of wands just has a very youthful quality about him and um sometimes even if he grows up he never really grows up <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, the Page of Wands is just one of those... Uh, He's like Peter Pan. He is a lot like Peter Pan. Yeah, I would say Peter Pan is uh, a good quality, kind of similar to the Page of Wands, this idea of not necessarily being mischievous, though, mm, okay. right? The Page of Wands is is much more, like, easygoing, live, let live, but also very passionate. Mm-hmm. Um, so he doesn't really... He's not going to really, uh, you know collect a following the same way Peter Pan does. <laughs> He's not going to go out collecting children, but... <laughs> That's you know. a good thing. Right? Yeah. He's, he doesn't really want to do that. He more he more just has these very strong beliefs and has this very childlike perception of how he approaches those beliefs, right? So uh, let's describe a little of what we see with the Page of Wands. So... There's lots of yellow in this card, mm-hmm. first of all. Um, there's a clear blue sky behind him, which of course shows there's no there's no um, emotional turmoil or anything going on. Uh, everything's very clear-sighted. He is staring at a wand that is taller than him. And I personally see this as uh, representing that uh, he's very focused on his beliefs and his passions and what he wants from life. Although he sets his sights a little bit higher than what he can necessarily achieve. Mm. We've seen this with other pages too, right? Looking mm-hmm. at the symbol that yes. they represent. Often the page will stare at the symbol they represent because that is the symbol is what's teaching them, mm. right? So in many ways, pages are students mm-hmm. as well. Um, they are helpers, but also students. Um, and sometimes they represent what we have left to learn from the suit, right? So when the page is staring at the wand, he is also just, um, he's grounding himself. The, the wand is very sturdy. It's, uh, he's kind of like uh, placing it firmly in the ground and not necessarily leaning on it, but knows that it's there to support him if he, if he should need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I personally see this as one of the very grounding qualities of, of the wands as well, is this idea that you have all this passion, you have all this um, creativity, and the wands is very much about setting that creativity in motion through hard work and diligence. And the page of wands is definitely willing to do the hard work, um, but might not necessarily know 
how to direct himself mm. <laughs> properly. Uh, generally, the Page of Wands is much more of a free spirit. And this is represented by the fact that the Page of Wands appears to be kind of in the middle of the desert. <laughs> <laughs> how did I wind up here? How did I wind up here? Um, he's, you know, he's staring. Like, when I look at the, the Page of Wands, it looks like he's standing in some sort of sand. And in the distance, there might be some pyramids. Um, or maybe they're just mounds of mountains of sand. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, he needs to he needs to keep going on this journey <laughs> in order to get uh, somewhere that is going to sustain him. But he is not at all concerned. Um, there's just there's a lot of energy. Um, he's he's dressed almost entirely in yellow. Uh, he's got this traveler's cape as well as a traveler's hat with a uh, red feather. In his mm-hmm. cap, once again representing the heart and uh, emotion, and or not so much emotion, but more the um, passion. Yeah, passion inside of of the emotions rather than intuition. Mm. Um, the I feel like the feather in, in his cap is also kind of um, a tribute to um, like having your mind in the in the clouds a little mm. bit, but he definitely is still very firmly footed. Right, he has both feet flat on the ground, and he's using the using the staff to support him. So he's got almost this. Um, I'm gonna see dichotomy about him, where he's not necessarily organized, <laughs> but he's definitely, uh, but he's definitely firm-footed and has these very strong beliefs, and uh, he just represents a very free spirit. Um, so when the the Page of Wands appears in your life. Uh, it can represent a variety of things. Like other pages, he can also represent um, good tidings, such as uh, perhaps a newborn baby. <laughs> uh, page, you might have realized that pages often do represent like a, a new birth of some sort because they are children, right? Um, yes, so sometimes it, it can also just represent having this new person in your life. Um, so he can represent kind of a new relationship, but it would it would more likely be like a relationship between student and student and teacher, rather than uh, necessarily a new romantic relationship, if that makes sense. So he can he can definitely represent a new friendship as well. Um, yes. So normally when he enters your life, it has to do with the spark of a new idea more than a new person as well. So he can definitely inspire you um, to be more creative. Uh, Is that like that fire energy of the wand? Definitely, yeah. So there's a lot of Ace of Wands actually in the Page of Wands. Um, but where the Ace of Wands would represent more the situations, the Page of Wands is more representing a person, right? So the Page of Wands will definitely show up in your life usually as a part of yourself or perhaps someone around you. Um, but it, Page of Wands can represent also a situation in some cases. Uh, it's just oftentimes it's representing kind of a person, which is why it's a, it is a person <laughs> in the picture. Um, yeah, so the Page of Wands is normally definitely a visionary, very artistic, very passionate Um Lots of childlike energy, so they they kind of sometimes will get ahead of themselves. They'll put, they'll they'll have uh, these really big dreams and wishes, and not necessarily know how to achieve them. 
Uh, one thing the Page of Wands won't do though is they will not go beyond their limits. So the Page of Wands might have all these grand dreams, but they know when to stop and they know um, they know what they're capable of and they're not going to push themselves beyond those limits. Uh, they're very they're very careful to be true to themselves as well. Um, lots of imagination, lots of like there's definitely a desire to challenge themselves still. Like I don't want to say that the Page of Wands doesn't want to challenge themselves, but they know when to stop. I'm going to say, mm-hmm. um, which is a very useful skill to have. Very very much so. <laughs> uh, it's one way to you know make sure that you can come back the next time. <laughs> What's the what's the slogan? Know your limit, play within it. Oh, I like that. <laughs> know your limit, play within it. I think that's for gambling. I think it is. <laughs> but it works. It really does. Yeah. Um, so the page of wands I mentioned is free spirit. He tends to wander a lot. Uh, he's an agent of change. Uh, not so he himself is constantly changing. He represents a lot of change as well. Normally, it's kind of a steady change. In, that is caused by inspiration and passion rather than a violent change such as like the Knight of Swords was. Right. Um, the Page of Wands is much more kind of a pleasant change. Um, and the Page of Wands also teaches us how to accept change with, with grace because change is life. Um, you know, fire energy often has lots of change involved with it as well. When we look at a fire, it's never the same for two seconds even. Mm -hmm. Um, It's constantly changing. Uh, Page of Wands is very faithful as a lover. uh, As It has lots of unlimited passion and enthusiasm. They're very optimistic people. um, And they are very strict with their own ethics and priorities. They care a lot about doing the right thing. and even though they don't necessarily have a, a firm plan about how they do the right thing. Um, so the personality type that I like to associate with the Page of Wands is the ISFP personality. Um, and what does that stand for? So that, that stands for introverted, sensing as opposed to intuitive, feeling as opposed to thinking, and perceiving as opposed to judging. So the ISFP personality is sometimes called the adventurer Mm. (laughs) they are uh they're definitely very laid-back people who are very um happy-go-lucky types normally um they are very artistic and creative uh one of the one of the people that uh was represented that by the ISFP personality or that people typically associate with the ISFP is Bob Dylan, Mm. who was a famous wandering folk singer. (laughs) Uh, One of the things he said is, I change during the course of a day. I wake up and I'm one person. And when I go to sleep, I know for certain I'm somebody else. So definitely there's a lot of this change mentality that happens with the ISFP personality type. Um, They definitely like to collect more experiences than they care about money. They care a lot more about their values um, and also just expressing um, expressing meaning in life and finding meaning in life. Um, so some strengths and weaknesses of the ISFP personality type is uh, they can be very charming and likable. They have this live and let live attitude that normally makes them very popular. Uh, they're sensitive to others' emotions. They're imaginative, passionate, and curious, and very artistic. So they have a lot of this ability to 
use that energy and all that creativity and um, I'm going to say imagination and they know how to express that physically. So that's where their sensing comes in is they have Mm. this ability to absorb what's happening in their environments and then just like create something beautiful Mm. from it. So a lot of times ISFPs will come out as uh, musicians or uh, artists of some sort. <laughs> Lots of famous musicians uh, associate with this ISFP personality type. Um, some of their weaknesses, I don't know if necessarily if some of these are weaknesses, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, they're fiercely independent. They can be unpredictable. They can be easily stressed. Um, so this is kind of one of the things that reminded me of that page of wands is that they know their limits, right? Um, similarly, the ISFP is not going to let themselves get like bullied into doing things they don't want to do. Um, the ISFP can also be overly competitive. <laughs> so I kind of see this associated with the page of wands and this idea that they set their sights really high and they can get kind of caught up in the moment, if you will. Um, they also have fluctuating self-esteem. Uh, so I think that this is something I, I see a lot that happens with artists mm-hmm. in general yeah. is that um, they have this, this they, they're creating art and they associate themselves so closely with what it is they're doing. And if their art gets criticized, a lot of times they will have uh, this, this tendency to feel criticized themselves personally mm-hmm. uh, as well. Um, so it's really easy for the ISFP to believe what the naysayers might say uh, against them. Because I think that's also partly because they are so sensitive to how other people feel as well. That mm-hmm. they, they tend to see things from other people's perspectives um, while still being true to themselves, which is an interesting balance to, to have. Definitely. For sure. <laughs> Uh, anyways, yeah, so that is the ISFP personality type, and I definitely see a lot of that in the Page of Wands as well. Um, so who is the person that you see as being a Page of Wands, Biddy? So I see Adonis as being a Page of Wands. Um, I didn't, for some reason, I've never really like realized that he had a myth associated <laughs> with him. I've only ever heard of Adonis as like, like a an se- adjective, a almost. sexy person, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, almost like narcissists. You're like, yeah, oh, it's just, oh yeah, you just call a person a narcissist if they're a narcissist, right? You call a person Adonis if they're beautiful, exactly. Yeah, but um, he he does have one. It's not uh, particularly lengthy, but mm-hmm. he definitely does have um, a myth associated with him. Um, where he comes from and and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I'm going to talk be talking about him today. Um, but of course, before I talk about him, I have to talk about his birth story because okay. it's actually kind of interesting and different. We'll, we'll say different. <laughs> um, so his father was a na- uh, name a man named Cinerus, Sin- um, and he had a daughter named Mira whose mother boasted that she was even more beautiful than Aphrodite. Oh, not and a good if, idea. If we've learned anything. <laughs> you should never you should <laughs> never boast against the gods. Especially a goddess. Yeah. Do not say that you or someone you know are more beautiful than them or else shit will go down. Yeah. So in general. <laughs> yeah. So Aphrodite obviously did not like this and so she made Mira fall in love with her father. Oh no. Yep. Uh, so Mira lured him into a dark chamber and slept with him for 12 nights. Oh. 
Yep. Uh, Sunirus, being drunk, thought that he was sleeping with his concubine while his wife was away. So he didn't realize what he was doing. That's awful. Yes. Um, once he did realize, though, what he had done, he started chasing his daughter away with a sword. Um, but Aphrodite did take pity on her. It was her fault, kind of, after all. Um, mm-hmm. And actually turned her into the first Murtry. Oh, so Mira became the Murtry. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And um, because of this, you know, turned her into a tree, Cenerys actually killed himself for the shame of the incestuous union. Mm-hmm. And nine months later, a crack formed in the tree and the beautiful hero Adonis emerged. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so he was born, so his mother Out was a tree. Tr- yep. His, his mother was a tree. A tree. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, we've had weirder births before. This is true. Yeah. Remember Dionysus was born from the thigh of Zeus. Like, yeah. (laughs) Weird shit's happened. (laughs) This is true. Why are we surprised at this point? (laughs) (laughs) It is. I mean, it is still surprising. But yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I need to tell his birth story because it's it's different. Um, So yeah. So when Adonis emerged, Aphrodite was there and uh, instantly fell in love with him and wanted to spend all of her time with him. Um, Well, all he really wanted to do was kind of go and and hunt. (laughs) So he was, yeah, he was young. He was gorgeous. And the goddess of love was kind of obsessed with him a little bit. (laughs) Um, And one day, um, his young and adventurous heart kind of got the best of him, which is kind of different from the Page of Wands. Page of Wands knows his limits. limits. Adonis kind of pushed those a little bit. Well, they might know their limits, but sometimes they can still uh, choose to push them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So this, yeah, adventurous spirit of his kind of got the best of him, and he wanted to hunt this big wild boar that he had heard of. And Aphrodite, of course, advised against this, um, but he went anyways. So the boar, unfortunately, did get the better of him and skewered him um, either in the thigh or in his groin. Either way, he started bleeding to death. Um, Aphrodite was nearby and tried to pour nectar onto the wound, but it didn't help. And the nectar mixed with the blood and actually created the first, um, I'm not going to say this right, red blood anemone flower. I've never heard of this flower before. Ane- anemone. Oh, thank you. I'm anemone. Like, oh, this is an- anemone flower. Is that a water flower? I know that's what I was, I don't know. I don't think so, because it grew from the ground where he had died. Oh, wow. So, I might have to look up this flower and post it. Anemone. Yeah. Um, so, quite sad. Yeah. Unfortunately, but so he that... kind of died a little young there. Um, I know there's another version of this myth that says that the wild boar was actually Ares, um, because oh, he was jealous yeah. that Aphrodite was spending all And the her thing time is, the him. boar is often associated with Ares, right? Or is that the ram? The ram mm-hmm. is associated with Ares in, in astrology. Oh, okay. Yeah. They'll, they'll call, like, Aries, um... Like the sun, the sun the sign. The sign, yeah, the sun, sun sign Aries is associated with a ram, ram. but okay. not a, not a board. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'll, I'll backtrack that. Take, that's okay. Take that one away. <laughs> no, no, that's Scratch fine. that one but out. They, edit I, it out. <laughs> we, have, we have seen, you know, um, 
gods turn into other animals and things for yeah. and it's it's kind of sometimes it is Often whatever Zeus. is most convenient <laughs> Zeus is a perfect example of that um, Zeus and has, Ares, has uh, made love in, as every animal <laughs> pretty much and Ares is a son of Zeus so that yeah. makes sense that he would have that power I mean other ones like Poseidon normally would change into a horse but, yeah but, Poseidon yeah. likes his horses he does yeah. Um, another myth that I came across with Adonis I wanted to mention. I'm not really sure if it's validity, though, so I'm just going to say that on the outset, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it was that, you know, again, Aphrodite uh, fell in love, but she wasn't the only one to fall in love with Adonis. Apparently, the goddess Persephone also took a liking to him and was the one that actually raised him um, to be an... A, I don't want to say an adult, a young man. <laughs> um, so the two, but the two goddesses quarreled over who would be with him, um, and Zeus decided that he would thus spend four months with Persephone in the underworld, four months with Aphrodite, and then the final four months, kind of either on his own or with whoever he may choose. Interesting um, that he didn't have much of a say for himself. Right? <laughs> so what happens when goddesses are uh, involved, right? Yeah, mine, mine, mine. Um, but after he died, so he obviously still died in the same way, um, he went to the underworld, which, you know, is where you go when you die. So yeah. Persephone was very happy about this. Um, but Zeus, again, intervened to try to help prevent the fighting between the goddesses. And so he had Adonis spend half the year with one and the other half the year with the other one. So Adonis was a per- like a human. He was a human, but it see he definitely has a cult following, mm-hmm. especially after his death. Um, but he, yeah, he was kind of of mortal birth, but is more kind of deified afterwards. And yeah, because like I mean, even Helen, Helen of Troy or Helen of Sparta had a cult and a cult yeah. following, and she was well. I mean, she was like half, half god, half. So, yeah, but still, yeah. can, still more Adonis, mortal. Yeah, but Adonis was mortal, and mm-hmm. even after, so even though he died, since it it like upset Aphrodite too much, basically, he was allowed to go back and be with Aphrodite, mm-hmm. and yeah, and spend time with Persephone, and Persephone as well. So this is where we kind of see that um, like death and rebirth and oh here I'll keep going and then yeah. and then I'll come back to that idea. But yeah, so. Again, so one of these things, you know, that Adonis symbolizes then is this kind of childlike imagination and total fearless, fearlessness that we also see again with yeah. the Page of Wands. Um, he is known as being forever youthful um, because, you know, as he would live and then die and be reborn again. Yeah, um, so he he's also a change, an, an agent of change. Exactly. That's what I was sorry. Yeah, Thank the, you. That's what I was thinking Where of, he yeah. goes, he, he ends up being... Uh, kind of have that representation of rebirth of rebirth and that fertility which we kind of see again with pages like you said yeah. that it actually the, reminds me of one of the symbols that's in the page of wands i didn't mention is uh the page of wands ha- is covered in salamanders on his on his tunic there's a bunch of salamanders um which is a symbol of rebirth as well it's a okay. symbol of uh, change transformation rebirth intuition um uh, and also uh, being able to travel between realms, right? Because a salamander can go between water and it will hide underneath rocks <laughs> and can go on land. So Perfect. That works very yeah. well then. <laughs> so it's kind of an interesting idea that Ad- Adonis is also traveling between the realms mm-hmm. by going between the underworld, the mortal world, and the heavens 
Um, yeah, and symbolizing this death and rebirth cycle. Yeah, exactly. Just all through, be, all, all by being a youthful, mm-hmm. youthful, attractive young man. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, and just wanted to quickly mention the way that he was worshipped, because also kind of different and interesting, but yeah. in his cult, um, it would be, it was mostly w- women that um, worship celebrated him, which is kind of interesting because he is... Um, like a immoral in a man too yeah but um maybe it's because he's so pretty but (laughs) (laughs) Um, i'm just imagining like uh like uh you know ancient greek women with like portraits of adonis on their bedroom (laughs) you know like posters yeah yeah i could see that them or or little etchings of uh Adonis. adonis yeah um yeah because he was yeah he was definitely worshipped in greece but also in you know it in continued rome. on into rome and there was actually a, a place in rome a garden called the gardens of adonis where women would sow seeds that would quickly uh germinate plants like um, lettuce or wheat or barley and they mm-hmm. would do this in shallow baskets or fragments of clay pots and keep them up on rooftops and then the women would go and water the plants every day as part of their ritual as, to Adonis? Yeah, as part of their ritual, and they grew quite rapidly. Um, this, this puts new meaning to my vegetable garden. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was actually thinking of that when I was... <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so the women would water plants every day, and they grew quite quickly, um, but they would have shallow roots. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of eight days, the pots of greenery were then thrown into either the ocean or a stream, as the women would tear their hair and lament the death of beautiful Adonis, just like Aphrodite did. So when Adonis died, uh, Aphrodite like pu- pulled out her hair and yeah. So um, they refer to it as lamenting. So that's how when someone would die and they were upset, that's how they would kind of grieve express and, and their express grief. it. Is yeah. they would yeah pull their hair. Sometimes they would claw their face, um, beat their breasts, that sort of thing. Yikes. Yeah, we see it in um, pottery. Actually, really, some early ones, too, like early ge- geometric pottery. So this is something that happened for a very long time. This is, you know, they would have show women with their hands mm-hmm. on their hair to indicate, yeah, that they're pulling it. And you can actually see lines on their face. Of having scratched down their yeah. face. Whoa. Like, I I remember seeing symbols of that, of, like, someone tearing at their face kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, but I've always just seen that as like a, a representation of in the moment. I didn't realize it was something they did on purpose. I see. To, yeah. I thought it was more kind of like a emotional out, it is. outburst, right? It, it is still like, yeah, it is yeah. still an emotional outburst. And yeah, especially like but it was more culturally your... expected. Mm-hmm. Then. It's how, yeah, they would show their, their grief and their grieving. Wow. Well, uh, sounds like Adonis definitely uh, created an impact. <laughs> mm-hmm, definitely. <laughs> he said. Yeah. yeah. So similarly, the Page of Wands um, also creates change wherever he goes. Um, without necessarily meaning to. <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean to make change. Um, or necessarily make the changes that he expected to make. Right? Like sometimes the Page of Wands will go into a situation hoping to make a difference and then ha- make a completely different difference than <laughs> they <laughs> expected that they were going to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, g- generally the Page of Wands is a source of inspiration. Um, and it sounds like Adonis definitely has inspired a few. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. Yep. 
Uh, yes. So if uh, the Page of Wands enters your life, um, oh wait, we'll leave that until the the end. Our words of wisdom, because we're pretty much at the end yeah, of our episode. We're pretty much there, yeah. I hope that you guys enjoyed um, hearing about Adonis. It was a requested um, figure and and myth, and I think that he does work very well with the Page of Wands. Yeah, so, so thank you for the request. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, as always, you can do so on our Facebook group, through Instagram, email, all the information will be in the show notes. Um, We're also on Patreon, and if you could leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you um, listen to your podcasts. Also, I would say to subscribe as well. you know, we're coming up to the end and things are going to be changing a little bit soon, potentially. So I would say the best thing to do is to subscribe. That way, you know, when we do come out with our new episodes, it comes right to you. Yeah. Which is uh, what we like to do. <laughs> <laughs> come right to your ears. Come right to your ears. Yeah. Um, okay. So Page of Wands is an adventure at heart, right? Um, and of course... One of the things that happens when you are adventuring is you will enter uh, moments of huge fear. So one of the greatest powers that the Page of Wands offers is this ability to overcome your fear by facing them and seeing them for what they are. Um, So our word of wisdom comes from the American Tarot Association today. The light of his inner fire can expose the dark demons that you have been so afraid of and show you that what you were running away from was yourself all along. Talk about stories, wands, and symbols, and all of the above. Myth, terror, love.